Welcome back to Primetime KC. On today's episode, we will be previewing NFL Week 7, giving our locks of the week, underdogs of the week, and of course, picking all of the games. We'll get into some Mizzou action. They're 6-1, back in the top 25 after an impressive win at Kentucky. We're going to talk about what we view the rest of the year looking like, a potential trip to Atlanta. We might have to talk about it. Oh, damn um, it. And then uh, we will get into maybe some MLB playoffs, yada, 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 that sort of shit. All right. How are we doing, guys? I'm doing uh, great, buddy. Buddy, buddy, don't buddy me. Don't fucking buddy me. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, it's homecoming weekend for me. I'm in a good mood. Week is short. Love to see it. All right, well, I'm about to put you guys in a bad mood because I think these lines this week are absolutely fucking disgusting. This, to me, is the hardest week that we've had so far. And I'm already, like, what, 1-4-1 and one in lock of the week, so that's not good. Before we get started today, Josh, please update us on the standings. Uh, we'll go back to Thursday Night Football where Primetime Kansas City, I can now say, is officially 0-4 in Thursday Night Football. Jackson lost by half a point. Uh, me and John were at the game and talking about that on the way back to the car. Totally forgot about it until we got to the car. Uh, I got butt-fucked by the 49ers, and John edged out a win by one point with the Bengals minus three, winning by four. Underdog of the week, I still have a six-game losing streak. I am 0-6. Jackson's 1-5, and, and John is 4-2. Therefore, the picks will go, Jackson, I, and John. All right. Thursday night football this week, Jags at Saints. Saints are one-point home favorites. Yeah, uh, I can't believe New Orleans is favorited in this game, but at the same time, I am not going to pick a Thursday night game anymore. I'm done with that. Um, until somebody can break the curse for me, I'm not touching it. I like I like uh, Jacksonville to win this one, though. And, I don't know. They look like they've gotten their stuff together. They started off slow. They looked good in London. They looked good last week against the Colts. I just, this Saints team is so lifeless, man. Derek Carr is so boring. There's way too many weapons for this offense to be as struggling as bad as they are. Give me Jacksonville in a low scoring, probably very boring Thursday night game. Yeah. Uh, I think we were kind of talking about it before we started the show. The Jaguars, I think we're starting to able to see who they are. Travis Etienne has definitely came up a lot better these past few weeks. The Saints just, they don't have any, like, Good wins. They just stay close with teams. They lost to the Texans, who we all think are good now. Not good, but are better than what we thought. I think Jags get it done. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would take Jags money line if I had to bet like, something on this game. Ma'am. This is a difficult pick. Um, to be honest, if it wasn't a Thursday night, I think I'd be pretty heavily inclined go with the Jaguars but I'm a little bit of a pussy and don't want to be the one that gets laughed at for losing on three Thursday nights um yeah those are your so only two I'm losses you're four and oh on Sundays <laughs> yep four and oh on Sundays so we're gonna keep that rolling um yeah no I will stay away but I I really like the Jaguars in this game I think they're the better team but I do think the Saints introduce a little bit of um insert uncertainty because of the how good their defense is they could slip by just as easily and it's a thursday so on to the noon Jackson, yeah me and you could fuck john over four no on sundays yeah we we, we do kind of have to team up and start screwing him i just gotta start winning in general here um let's go to sunday the noon slate browns at colts cleveland two-point road favorites obviously unclear who the quarterback will be pj walker or 
Deshaun Watson in that game, but I really don't care. Like the Browns defense statistically has had the best six game start or best, uh, yeah, best five game start because they had the bye week. Best five game start since 1971. And last week they did it against the 49ers. And granted, you know, uh, Debo and Christian went out during the game, but still, it's the 49ers. They held Brock Purdy to under 100 passing yards until that last drive of the game. This Cleveland defense is just playing at a different level. I like them to go in, give Gardner Minshew fits, and win this one in Indianapolis. Yeah, I think Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than people are kind of talking about right now. And with that being said, I'm going to take the Colts as well. Or not as well. I'm going to take the Colts. I think this is the game where Jonathan Taylor becomes is back. I think he's not going to have any... Uh, load management. I know this is going up against one of the best defenses, if not the best defense in the league. With that being said, I'm going to go Colts because the Browns team has just been so confusing. I mean, they lost to a Steelers team who can't score points, and then they get blown out by the Ravens. Especially if P.J. Walker starts, I definitely think the Colts have a good chance. If it's Deshaun Watson, I think the Browns win. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll go Colts. I think that's why the line's at such a small number is because no one really knows Who's going to start? And I think it's also key to mention Anthony Richardson done for the year. Yeah, I think this is a tricky game. Um, I think both of these teams stand at a pretty similar level. Um, I'll take the Browns, though. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, um, whether it's PJ or Deshaun. Um, They got the big win against the Niners, and their defense played pretty well. So I think they can make the Colts' offense struggle. Next game, one of our four underdog of the week candidates, Bills at Patriots. Bills are eight and a half point favorites. I believe that's the biggest spread of the week it is. Uh, Yeah, and I think they're going to go in and kick the shit out of the Patriots. I honestly do believe the Patriots are the worst team in the NFL as we currently sit. I honestly believe Mac Jones is the worst quarterback in the NFL as we currently sit. I don't see them putting up any sort of a fight. I know the Bills just got in a tough game with the, the Giants, but I don't expect them to have two bad games in a row. Give me Buffalo to just kick the shit out of New England this week. This team should be all in on getting Caleb Williams in April. Are you not going to go lock of the week? I'm not going underdog of the week on this. Fuck no. No, I said lock. I said lock. Oh, I'm not locking. No, I'm not locking it. The way you were making it sound like I thought you were going to go lock of the week. I'm confident uh, in it, but I don't want to take eight and a half points. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, no, but this Bills team, if you really look at it, they haven't been the Bills team we've known. They should have lost two in a row. They should be 3-3 three and three right now. But at the same time, they beat the Dolphins and kicked the shit out of them. And they have very good convincing wins against teams like the Raiders and a shutout against the Commanders. So I still don't know much about this Bills team. I like the Bills. I'm not confident in the 8.5, but I still take the Bills. Um, Yeah, I will take the Bills. I, it's difficult when you're going against Belichick to take the eight and a half because the Patriots sometimes have a tendency to keep things close, even if you know they're probably not going to win. Um, having said that, I'm going to take the Patriots lock of the week. Lock? Um, or not lock of the week. Not lock of the week. Underdog of the week. <sighs> underdog of the week. No chess action when I took my hand off the piece out here. Underdog of the week um, because I think – I your guys are going to take the other ones that I would want. And there's only four. So, yeah, I'm going to jump on that. Um, Patriots underdog of the week. Five and two. Watch it happen. I think it also 
needs to be said. I don't think Mac Jones gets to start this week. I would feel I more confident in New England if he didn't. I mean, he is just atrocious. I would agree. He's atrocious. Yeah, he's not good. I mean, no one's doubting that. And, I mean, it's impossible for him to be the guy that gets you over the leg for a win. You yeah, know? Never, That's yeah. just not really the type of quarterback he is. Next game, oh, God, Commanders at Giants. Commanders are two-point road favorites. I don't want anything to do with this game. This line stinks. Um, although I will say I think Tyrod Taylor gives the Giants a better chance to win than Daniel Jones does, but both both these teams are a mess. Oh, God, I guess I'll take the Commanders. I have no strong feelings towards this one. All right, so this is one of the games I'm thinking about. Do we know if Tyrod Taylor is getting the start? He probably will not be Daniel Jones. I mean, he has a neck injury. I doubt he'll play. If it would have been Daniel Jones, I would have taken Commanders minus two. But since their backup is starting, I'm not going to touch it. So I'm going to take Commanders, but not lock of the week. It's very appetizing, though. Appetizing. All right. I am going to be crazy. Oh, God. Damn it. I'm going to take... take Giants plus two as my lock of the week. Oh my god, that's disgusting. It is. It is absolutely. I love it. Disgusting. I love it. To, to be honest, man, I feel like my last picks have felt a little bit too straightforward to me. So I'm reverse psychologying myself and going with something a little bit complicated. Um, not to say that I haven't been lucky in some of my last wins because that certainly has been the case. But oh, this god. one, I just feel like I'm throwing shit at a wall and. Uh, I sometimes I feel more confident than that in my actual intuition. Um, and I think Jackson is going to take the exact line that I want to take. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I don't know. man. I, I think the Giants look a little bit better. And Saquon getting healthier. I don't know, man. I think the Giants, they can squeak by. They can squeak by. This commander seems bad and they're at home. So they score their first touchdown in weeks. And, and they they'll can, get the, the win. This commander team literally just beat Sam, or not Sam Howell, uh, Desmond Ritter for the first time at home. Yeah. He never lost a home game before. And Desmond Ritter sucks shit. <laughs> All mean, I'm saying is, this commander team has been so confusing. They almost beat the Eagles, get blown out by the Bills, blown out by the Bears, going and beat a division leader in the Falcons. Yeah, was a division, a division leader. Division leader in the Falcons. Like, that means anything. That, everyone knows I Atlanta still, sucks. I still think this commander team is good. I don't think they're good. I think Sam Howell is actually good. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, no, I completely disagree. I don't think this commander's team has anything worth a fuck. They're probably going 7-10. and Sam Howell put up a pedestrian year. That's how I feel about him. Um, On to the next game. John, whenever Jackson says his lock of the week, I want you to say if that's what you thought it was going to be. Okay. (laughs) Next game. Lions at Ravens. Ravens are three-point home favorites. Oof, I mean, this this is an interesting one. Ravens coming home from London could be tough. I mean, we just saw Buffalo, what happened to them when they came home from London. Man, they look terrible. That jet lag, that time difference, getting back acclimated to the United States can be a problem, but, oh, this is tough, man. Detroit was on the road last week. Golf, typically outdoors, isn't as good as indoors. I think this line's perfectly, I think it's perfect where it's at. This is where I would have put it. I think Baltimore wins this game by a field goal. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. This Lions team, I think, is good. I don't think they're as good as America thinks they are. And I would say the vice versa for the Ravens. Or not vice versa. 
I think this Ravens team is better than, yeah, better than what people think they are. I think once Lamar Jackson kind of finds his stride with his receivers, we're going to see a big increase. I mean, we all know Eldo Beckham Jr. hasn't really done shit so far. With that being said, I'm going to take the Lions. I think this Lions team has looked really good. I know they're out with David Montgomery. Do, do we know if Jameer Gibbs is going to be back? Uh, he's questionable. They have that other number 13 Reynolds dude that, I don't know. But yeah, Montgomery's probably out. Gibbs questionable. So yeah, they would probably, there's a shot that they're on RB3 going into this game. So it'll be. A, I think this is going to be one of the better games this week for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, I am a little bit suspicious of both of these teams. Sometimes they make me think they're really good. Sometimes they make me think they're just kind of okay. Um, I'll take the Ravens. I think Ravens just have a tendency to make it look like they're going to slap teams and ends up being close. They end up losing. Um I think that'll be the similar situation here, but I'll take him to eke by in a close one. Okay. This is a disgusting game. Raiders at Bears. Raiders are three-point road favorites. It looks like Justin Fields will not be in this game. Uh, There's talks that Justin Fields will be out for a very long time, a, a considerable amount of time. So that just makes the Bears even worse. I mean, that Tyson, whatever the fuck his name is, Badgent, dude, he doesn't look very good. Um, so, yeah, I guess I take the Raiders in this game, but I don't really have a strong feeling on this. I don't trust the Raiders, even though they've won the last two games, and I sure as hell don't trust the Bears without fields. Yeah, this – I was talking a lot of shit for my trade that I had. That yeah, actually yeah, worked a week out ago really you well. were doing that to me. And now Justin Fields is out for a long time. James Conner's on the IR. I think this is easily a good place to say I fucked myself pretty hard here. <laughs> that being said, uh, I'm going to go Raiders. It's insane. The Raiders have had a cakewalk. Like, if we lose this week to the Chargers, we're one game out. The Raiders are one game out. If they win, too, yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to take the Raiders. Uh, I think this badge dude is going to get absolutely pocketed. Um, yeah, there's not much more to this. I will not be watching. <laughs> Falcons at Buccaneers. Buccaneers are two and a half point home favorites. I don't know what to do with this. Like, I don't trust Atlanta at all. I don't trust Desmond Ritter at all. And honestly, Tampa Bay kind of proved me right last week that I thought their three and one start was a little Mickey Mouse. I was hoping it wasn't. I wanted Baker to continue to be playing well. I like him. Uh, but he was my fantasy quarterback last week and got me six points. So that should tell you about how they played. I'll take Tampa Bay, I guess. Like, I like how it's under a field goal, but I can't bet on either of these teams on a number. It's just dysfunctional between both of them. I don't trust either. Yeah, with that being said, I'm going to go Bucks. I don't really have a lot to say about this game. Yeah, I'll take the Bucks. Um, Mike Evans needs to stop dropping the football. I have him on my fantasy teams. Don't drop the football. He had like three drops. Uh, yeah, please catch the ball. I'll take the Bucks. <laughs> okay. And then we're into the afternoon slate already. Steelers at Rams. Rams are three-point home favorites. Steelers coming off of a bye. Again, I just don't want anything to do with this game. 
I just when you want to think Pittsburgh will probably lose this game on the road, they're going to have a defensive clinic with TJ Watt or some shit. I'll take the Rams, but I think this number is about perfect. I think they are about a field goal difference in this game. I disagree. Rams minus three lock of the week. My fourth time going with them this year. I think I'm three and one with them. All right. Or it's two and one with them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love the Rams. They're my favorite team to watch in the afternoon because they're just a fun team to watch on the offensive side. Yeah, um, I'll take the Rams to win. Um, I don't know. I think the Steelers are kind of doing their, you know, slip by back and forth thing, keeping games close. I think that'll continue, but I'll take the Rams in a low score and close game. Next game in the afternoon, Cardinals at Seahawks. Seahawks are eight-point home favorites. Really ugly performance from Seattle last week. Their offensive line got fucking obliterated in the red zone. It was infuriating to watch as someone who wanted Seattle to win that game. They got down inside the 10-yard line two separate times and couldn't score on either time. They had eight tries, didn't convert on any. Geno had zero time to throw. With that being said, this is a good get-right spot for the Seahawks. This Cardinals team, while they play hard for Jonathan Gannon, and it's not as dysfunctional as we thought it might be, they're still terrible. And I'm going to take Seattle to win this game at home. All right. So... There's three games left for Underdog of the Week. When I look at it, I know who Jackson's going to take for Underdog of the Week. I think that's the only fair thing he can do. Mm, I mean, do we? Yes. So, with that being said, I like. I think the Cardinals have a better chance of upsetting the Seahawks than the Vikings do over the 49ers. What? Oh, are you going to go? What the fuck did you, you even go, just say? You think, said the Chargers have a better chance of upsetting the Seahawks. What? Is that not what he said, John? I don't know. John's not paying attention. Okay. I just, think the just keep going. I could have sworn. Know. I could have sworn you. I just think the said. Cardinals have a better chance of beating the Seahawks than the Vikings do of the 49ers. Okay. Yeah. We'll run that back. Well, yeah, we'll have so, to do a replay review on that. With that being said. Cardinals underdog of the week, and oh, I fucking God. hate it. Oh, and seven. Oh, I, we can already put that there. <laughs> I'm doing half a beer mile. I or I've already accepted that. Yeah, well, I'm about to have to do the full fucking thing. So just, just count yourself lucky. And the thing is, <laughs> if I win this week and you lose next week and you lose this week, we're fucking tied. So yeah, John. Um, man, this game. I really kind of wanted the Cardinals as my underdog of the week um, because I assume somebody will take the Chargers. Um, But, yeah, I'll take the Seahawks to win. I'm not really too intrigued by this one. Uh, Josh Dobbs, the novelty is kind of wearing off for me, not going to lie. I'm kind of ready for Kyler to be back. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I'll I'll take the Seahawks in a boring one. Packers at Broncos. Packers are one-point favorites in Denver coming off of their bye week. I really don't have a strong opinion on it. Green Bay should kick the shit out of Denver. They should, but Jordan Love is a complete experiment at this point. Nobody does what you're getting from him week to week. I just don't trust either of these teams at all. I guess I can say I know I'm getting a terrible Denver team versus I'm getting an unpredictable Green Bay team, but... I'm not so sure Green Bay isn't terrible themselves. I'll stick away. I'll pick Green Bay to win the game, but 
yeah, I don't want anything to do with the number. Yeah, uh, give me Green Bay. I think they get it done. Um, I'll take Green Bay as well. Uh, I imagine that, um, God, what is my train of thought going here? I imagine that Green Bay is going to be a little better than they have been in recent weeks because they had some injury issues, but also I think, was it David Bakhtiari is out for the year? Yeah. Um, I think the Packers will pull this out. Uh, Broncos are pretty garbage. Yeah. I honestly had an okay opportunity to sneak one by the Chiefs and did not really take it. Uh, so I will take the Packers. Here we go to our game. Chargers at Chiefs. Chiefs are five and a half point favorites. And you know what I have to do. Chargers underdog of the week. Uh, yeah. This is their season. This is the, the Chargers season. They have to win this game, or the division is essentially locked up by Halloween. They need this game so bad, or they fall to two and four. I don't know. Like the Chiefs have not looked great the last few weeks. It's just an upset spot. Do I fully in my heart believe the Chargers win this game? No. It's the Chargers. It's Brandon Staley. They'll find a way to lose this somehow. But to me, this was the best team that was cap was eligible for underdog of the week this week versus a Chiefs team that that's just been kind of playing with their food the last few weeks with some of these teams, letting them hang around, and eventually that can get you. So, yeah, I'm going to take them underdog of the week. I think Chiefs, deep down, I do think the Chiefs win, but this is you set up for another Chargers-Chiefs whack-ass close game at the end. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs-Chargers all, always play each other close. This isn't going to be a game. Yeah, I think five and a half is probably the right line. I would probably take Chargers plus five and a half, but I'm not going to touch this game. I think the Chiefs get it done barely. I'm wanting to take Chargers, but I'm not going to. Uh, I thought this was Jackson's lock of the week. I thought uh, Chargers plus five and a half was what Jackson was going to take. Um, I like the Chiefs to win, but I really do like the plus five and a half. Um, I mean, I think the Chargers have a very good opportunity to win. It's a division game. This game is never not close. Um, yeah, the five and a half points is just a little weird for this matchup. Um, I really think that would have hit like four out of the last five games at least. Maybe we won one in overtime, and I don't remember exactly what the score was when we were at home last year. But regardless, all of the games were close. Um, so I I like the value at Chargers plus five and a half. Um, I would take that. Sunday Night Football. Dolphins at Eagles. This line has moved during the recording. Was Eagles minus one and a half? Now it's Eagles minus two. And Eagles minus two is my lock of the week. I love Philadelphia in this spot to bounce back from that game they had against the Jets last week. And I also like the Dolphins to come back down to earth. Did you know that the combined record of teams the Dolphins have played this year is four and 22? Four and fucking 22? It's garbage. They've played the Patriots, Giants, Panthers, and Broncos. Holy shit. They're going to come back down to earth. This high-flying offense works in September. It works during good weather. Going up to Philadelphia, playing a physical, hard-fought team. This is the type of game the Dolphins lose. This is not a team that they are matching up well with. Philadelphia can just absolutely force themselves down the field. I love Philadelphia in this spot. I... Loved it at one and a half. I don't give a shit that it's two. Give me the Eagles minus two. Yeah, I think the Eagles win this game as well. Jalen Hurts is going to be playing pissed off, so therefore give me Eagles. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles as well. 
Um, I have enjoyed watching the Dolphins, um, but I agree, Jackson. I think at least these gaudy numbers are going to taper off a little bit. Uh, people are going to force Tua into a couple more mistakes as well. Um, so yeah, I think the Eagles will bounce back nicely from a relatively embarrassing loss against the Jets this week. We are at Monday Night Football, and nobody took this as the underdog. I can't believe this one made it, and nobody took it. 49ers at Vikings, 49ers are seven-point favorites on the road. John, or not John, Josh, I cannot believe you took the Cardinals instead of the Vikings. Interesting, interesting decision. We'll have to see how it plays out. But, yeah. Um, I think they both lose. I like this one to be kind of close, actually. I think San Francisco does get the win, but I do think the Vikings hang around. Um, I don't think Minnesota is as terrible as their record might indicate. I think they have the capability to give the 49ers a little bit of trouble in this game, especially if there's no McCaffrey or Debo Samuel. I mean, that you're talking, if those two get ruled out, I could see this line dropping from like seven to five or four. Like that's a big, big deal. You saw how Brock Purdy looked last week when those two went out of the lineup. So I'll take San Fran by a field goal in this game. I really do think that this is going to be a tougher test for the 49ers than people think. Yeah, I disagree. I think the 49ers are going to come back pissed off. I think they get it done pretty easily, if I do say so. I think it'll be a close game if the injury situation stays similar to what it was at the end of Sunday's game. Dutcher um, just reported saying none of them are long-term. He said each of them have a chance to play this week. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, banged up at the very least. I think it'll be a close game. I do like the Niners to win. Um, Got to point out, I, I kind of said the Vikings are going to suck all lead up to this year. Um, they might not be worse than the Bears, though, um, <laughs> or or the Packers, to be honest. Yeah. The thing about it is they missed a fantastic opportunity to tank. Um, I think we talked about it last week, but I kind of am amazed by it. Um, I mean, it, had they got rid of Kirk and this injury to Jay Jefferson would have been fantastic for them. Um, and instead, we'll see. They might just turn this season around. You never know. Yeah, but also like I know that Kirk came out and said that he wouldn't tra- he would not waive his no trade clause this year. So they're kind of fucked. Like they really don't have a choice. Even if a team yeah. did want him and they found uh found a partner and it worked out, he still has to waive the no trade clause, which he doesn't seemingly seemingly he doesn't want to do. So, yeah. I mean, they're just kind of in a tough spot right now. At this point, I don't think they're bad enough to tank. I look at teams like New England, the Bears, the pan well, I guess the Panthers don't have their pick, but the Bears have it, so I mean it's still there. Um, I just don't think they're bad enough to tank that badly. Um, I can't see the Vikings winning less than like four games. I think they'll at least win five or six. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too for sure. Which might cost them the opportunity at some of the premier QB talent in this draft. We'll yeah. see. Well, it, it, they very well might. It it very well could, but. That's just the tough reality. I mean, they overachieved to the max last year, and they have just come down hard this year back to reality. It is it's honestly kind of insane how much, how much worse they are this year than they were a year ago. Yep, agree. Well, that is it for NFL Week 7 preview. Now let's go ahead and transition into some college football. Missouri took down Kentucky this past weekend. Uh, 38 to 20 or 38 21. I think it's 38 21. Yep, 38 21. After falling behind 14 nothing early, 
Shit looked over. Looked like Mizzou was just going to get rolled. It was going to be the classic Kentucky loss. And Mizzou responded by going on a 38-7 to run to end the game. Guys, I am, like, way too fucking excited going forward. Like, this... I don't know. I was already on the bandwagon. I was already on the train that this team was different than, you know, previous years and that they were good. But then after getting the Kentucky monkey off their back, I am just so, so in on this team. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I think when you look at Missouri, they're 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 good. I mean, we all know they're good. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, we all know we're okay. Yes, we have a chance to beat Georgia, but we're, guys, you have to remember we're going to be Missouri. We're going to lose to Georgia, but then we're going to have that other loss that's just going to be pitiful. I truly think nine and three is our is our floor, and eleven and one. I guess you can say they're ceiling, but ten and two is really the most realistic thing that I would I would love. If we go eleven and one, we're in the SEC championship. Like, yeah, if the and one, that's a fact. That is a fact. So yeah, Zoo does control its own destiny. That is a fact. Yeah, yeah. Um. I was talking to this with Jackson before the podcast, um, and unfortunately, like, I have some belief that um, it's possible that we could do something interesting. Um, I am not going to say I'm trusting Mizzou to do things, um, but look, we are we are a long time since the last... It has been a long time since the last time Mizzou sucked in a game, um, and that was the Middle Tennessee State game. Usually those are less few and far between. Um, I I think if they can continue to perform at this level, and one key that I think we can take from this weekend's game is some of the players that we don't necessarily think of came up big, notably the punter. Yeah. Um, but also Theo Weiss um, was the biggest standout, I would say. Um, and it just it's a good football team. Um, seems like it's a more open year outside of us. I feel pretty confident that we're the better team in every matchup besides the Georgia game. Um, And I think we need to take advantage of that. I agree with Josh. I think, I think nine and three is the floor. That's like, okay, you didn't, you didn't completely fuck this up. If it ends up at eight and four now, it's a little bit like, man, that, that would sting. Um, So you'd like, I, in an ideal world, you'd love 10 and two. I would take that all day. Um, And, you know, just, Go in there and give it a give it a good fighter's effort in Athens. You never know what'll happen, and I I trust that they will do that. So I'm excited going forward. I'm bought in just like you. There's a reality where if and obviously the Georgia win and winning and running the table seems like almost impossible still, but say they do that, there is a reality that in the SEC championship game they don't have to face LSU again. They get Bama, and I don't want to like I I don't even feel like it's crazy to say this at this point i think mizzou could beat alabama on a neutral field i really Jackson, do but we have to be fucking georgia who's number one in the nation i, I, I get, think that's i what get that I, I already went over that i said i don't think it'll happen i don't think we'll run the table but if we were to get to the sec title game i think we'd play bama and if we played bama i kind of like our chances fuck arkansas just almost beat alabama arkansas is terrible they're two and five this bama team is not great like you gotta think about it when we won the sec east those two years we had to play one of the great Bama teams that was just fucking way better than us. And then we had to play that Auburn team that was just fantastic. I don't think the SEC West has a team waiting for us on the other side as good as those two teams were. So you're looking at it and you're like, and fuck, I would take another crack at LSU. Like, I don't think we'd be impossible for Missouri to avenge that loss down the line. I really do think that if they were able 
it's a long way away. A lot needs to happen between now and then. But if they were able to get to Atlanta in for that uh, SEC title game, I don't think it's impossible that they would win that game. I really don't. That's how highly I think of this team. Like Luther Burden had 15 yards on Saturday, and they put up 38 points. It says this is just a honestly a kind of a complete team. They really are. They they're very, they play very good complementary football. They turn turnovers into points. I, I, it's hard to find something right now that this Missouri team has a true tough weakness at. I really don't think that they have just a glaring weakness. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. I agree. Um, now, out of these games, which one do you think – which one are you most worried about going forward? South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, and Arkansas. Which one of those outside of Tennessee. Georgia are you most worried about? Tennessee, because I'm actually optimistic for playing them. <laughs> and usually you should never be optimistic when playing Tennessee. John? Uh, man, I think Tennessee's the one I have to agree. Because we we haven't been in the ballpark with them yet. Um, I Personally, I really think we're going to make quick work. Of South Carolina and Florida and Arkansas, I think we're I think we're just going to roll over those teams. Um, I fully expect us to just come through swinging. Um, I'm not sure where you're at, but I I agree, man. I agree with the complete team comment. It's hard for me to look at this team and point out something where I'm like, oh, that's that's an area of big concern. Um, it's it's difficult to do. I, the the sky is the limit. I don't want to get head over heels because, you know, you can't trust them. But you can believe in them, I think. Yeah. Um, I will say this. We've always had South Carolina's number, and now the year we get good. Yeah, that is that is a worry I have. Is We've had South Carolina when number when we weren't very good, and even last year when they were ranked and we weren't. And you know that that's on their minds as well to come back yep. and get us. So that is, that is always tough, and I'll never forget the South Carolina-Andrew Baggett game back in whatever, 13 or 14. I'll never forget that. That was homecoming too, wasn't it? Like it's just bad memories, bad vibes. Uh, but I think they exercise. I, I think they do fine. I think the only thing I truly think South Carolina is better at than Missouri is quarterback, and I'm not even sure that that's as big as a gap as we once thought. Yeah, yeah. Rattler should have left for the NFL last year. I get he wants to be a what, first be a round. seventh round pick. Like he wasn't going to get drafted. He's not going to get drafted this year now. Exactly. So he came back to get his degree, but he's about to be an accountant. Like he would like I don't blame him for coming back. He wasn't going to get drafted high. We'll see. Yeah. And I I see your points on Tennessee, but there's no way in I'll say it right now and I will I'll set my own punishment for this. I will we do the beer mile stuff. Fuck it. I'll do I'll raise the fucking stakes and this is only for me. You guys don't even have to be involved in this. If Mizzou gives up 60 points again to Tennessee this year, I will do a beer two mile. I will do the whole fucking two miles. I will do eight beers and run two miles. If they give up 60 points for the third consecutive year to Tennessee, I will fucking do that. There's no way in hell that Joe Milton, this trash-ass quarterback, is going to do that to us. That Josh Heupel offense was way more reliant on Hendon Hooker than anybody realized. I am not worried about the defense losing their shit this time in Columbia. Looking also ahead to next year, 
Ryan Ringo is going to be in attendance for homecoming this year. He was at Missouri two year, two weeks ago for Mizzou versus LSU, and news came out today that he's going to be committing very soon, according to his family. Dude, this might be one of his. Dude, this tiger. might be one of his. This might be one of his last visits, and it's looking good for Mizzou. This but... dude is a tiger. This dude is a fucking tiger. He canceled his visit to Texas for Texas Oklahoma to come to fucking Mizzou. Like this dude is a tiger. All the incredible people with crystal ball predictions all have him being a Missouri Tiger. This fuck is coming. It would be huge. Because then that means we get one year of Ryan Wingo and Luther Burden. Well, and you'd get three years of Nirwani and Wingo on the same. You'd have two five-stars for the next three years. Next year's team, yep. yeah, you're right, would have three five-stars on it. That would be fucking insane. So, yeah. What I do mean, you mean three five-stars? Oh, yeah, yeah, Luther. sorry, yes. Yeah, Luther, yeah. so... Nari. Nawari and Wingo won't play a lot that last next year. Oh, Nawari Williams will. I don't know about Wingo, but Wingo might have like a if he comes here, he might have like a Luther Burden role that Luther had his freshman year. But Williams Nawari is an immediate starter on that defensive line, no question in my mind. We'll see. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That right. there's no doubt that guy's a tank. All right, let's talk MLB playoffs a little bit now. We're in the championship series. Rangers are up on the Astros 2-0. Thank God. Go Rangers. Uh, And Phillies, as we're recording this, are up 1-0 on Diamondbacks. Uh, Honestly, up until this point, and still to this point, I've thought this postseason has been pretty boring. We haven't had a winner-take-all yet. Really, no series has been that high state. Like There hasn't really been a great series yet. Uh, What do you guys think of the current landscape, and who do you think is going to win it all? Dude, I just want Rangers, Phillies. That's it. And I'll be happy with whoever wins. Just don't give me the fucking Astros. Literally anybody but the Astros. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, I think most people would agree with that statement, man. Uh, it's uh, it's looking like it's possible, though. I know the Rangers won game one, but... Um, they won game two. Again, game two. Sorry. Oh, yeah. In Houston. I... Hard to trust sometimes. Hard to trust, but I would I would be all here for a Rangers uh, Rangers Phillies or Diamondbacks World Series. I think that'd be fine either way. I think I saw that the Royals have a player on all four remaining teams. They have obviously Aroldis Chapman. They have Martin Maldonado. Who's the guy they have on the Phillies? Oh, I can't fucking think of his name. Matt Strom or Matt Strom. Uh, Matt Strom is yeah, on the and then Emmanuel Rivera. Emmanuel Rivera on the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Emmanuel so. Rivera. <laughs> so yeah, either somehow a former Royal is going to get a ring. Um, I, I want Rangers Phillies as well. The only reason I don't want the Diamondbacks is just because I feel like who, if they face either Houston or the Rangers, they'll just be completely overmatched and it'll be a shit World Series. But yeah, I'm cool with Rangers or Phillies winning it. As much as it would kind of irritate me to see Dayton Moore get a ring the year after leaving Kansas City, whatever, I guess. Chris Young is GM. That'd be kind of funny to see him winning a ring there. And the Rangers have never won, so, you know, it wouldn't be the end of the world. But this Phillies team just kicks ass. I love Bryce Harper. I love Kyle Schwarber. I love Castellanos. I know one guy who probably doesn't love Castellanos, but I love this Phillies Dude, team, man. It was fucking bullshit yesterday. I had Schwarber. Over one and a half total bases. Gets a home run. I had Wheeler over five and a half strikeouts. Gets it done in four innings. And then I had fucking Austin Eckler, 50 rushing yards, and that shit didn't hit. Never combined sports. Never combined sports. That's the worst thing you can do. It's just... That's what happens when you parlay in general. Yeah. You always lose parlaying. Parlays parlays are stupid in general, but parlaying different sports is just asking to lose. 
Like, I know there's that one guy who did, like, the, what was his thing, where he, like, bet on every champion through the calendar year. And he Everyone hit, does that. Someone always wins that. And he hit on, like, a lot of them. I don't know if he hit the final leg of it, but he, I know he had a lot of it good. That that I don't get. I don't hate as much, but, like, yeah, I'm not combining Austin Eckler with the Phillies. I, I don't have the money to be doing that. All right, well, we can go ahead and get into D Ford of the week and wrap it up then if nobody else has anything else they need to hit on. Nope. Let's do it. Mm -mm. Who's going first? Who's going first? So someone go. All right, my D Ford of the week is Caleb Williams Heisman odd. Man, did that dude play like fucking dog shit. Uh, I will say this. I don't mind his odds right now because i think he finishes the year out strong but holy shit he showed his true colors last week and looked like absolute dog shit against a not a very good notre dame team my d4 of the week is brian dable what the hell dude you almost had one what were you doing what 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 i mean i don't even know what to say about it running at the one two yard line in that situation is just crazy. It's crazy talk. Um, yeah, there's not much to be said on that. Just blew a great opportunity to knock off one of the, but apparently Tyrod Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, audible. Yeah. Taylor audible into that. Okay. Then he's the four of the week. Whoever <laughs> did that D four of the week. Crazy. What the hell? Clock management issues are a problem. I mean, we've seen it every week through college and the NFL. It makes no sense how professionals are doing this. It it bothers the hell out of me. Um, shit, I had one. Oh, yeah, my D4 of the week is the AP poll slash Ken Pomery because Mizzou's preseason shit started to come out. They've got Mizzou at 17 and 14 and going 8 and 10 in the SEC. Uh, I can see it. I, I can't see it. I can't see us being worse than last year. Like this is your what the fuck do you mean? I think we'll be better than last year. I really do. Oh my god! Holy shit! You might be one of the dumbest Mizzou fans I know. No, no, I really do think we'll be better this year. We were doing that last year with a bunch of transfers from low D one to high D two schools. I don't see us. I don't see why Missouri can't be better than they were a year ago. They don't even have to be better than they were a year ago necessarily. I'm just saying I don't think they have a losing record in the SEC. I think that they're going to be one of the better teams yet again. I just think it's disrespectful. SEC is going to be a pretty staffed conference this year. And look, maybe I eat crow on this shit, but I I mean, obviously we lose Kobe Brown. That's obviously a huge piece. I understand that. But I still think this team is set up to compete this year. I think they're still set up to win. I love the transfers they've gotten. I don't know, man. A losing record in the SEC? Come on, bro. Come on. I think we'll be above 500 in the SEC, but I do think we'll be a little bit of a step down. When you lose two players in the NBA, it's tricky to say you're going to be better. Yeah. Maybe, we okay, might get maybe, 20 wins. Maybe, maybe, maybe 20 wins. You know, I guess, okay, maybe I went a little too far. Uh, maybe not 25 and 10 again, uh, because there were some games last year we won by some fucking miracles, like the two buzzer beaters, the Arkansas game that we came back from like 10 in the last two minutes. Like, yeah, yeah maybe not exactly, but I don't think we go to being 17 and 14. I don't think we're just going to be a middle of the pack bubble team. I think this is a tournament team yet again. But I really hope you're, I really hope you're right, but you're not. We'll have, well, we'll have to see. Uh, from I mean, most- our best player is probably what? Caleb Grill? 
We'll see. We'll see. Nobody thought anything of us last year either. Nobody would have had us in the tournament going into last year. So you just never know. You're, you are right. You are right. I will give you that. But next year, holy fuck, yeah, boys. Yeah, I mean, 2024 is going to be fucking insane. But they'll do it. And we're going to get a top 10. We're going to get a top 10 recruit too, hopefully. And Jaden Quincy and Sayers, something like that. I can't pronounce his name right. You guys know yeah. who Dennis Gates called the most improved player. Caleb Brown. Yep. I saw that. He said Caleb Brown was the most improved player from the offseason. <laughs> yeah, all right, Dennis. I buy it. I buy it too. He loves the Browns. Hey. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Primetime KC. Appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back next week to preview NFL Week 8. Peace.